Just glad you're with us. Obviously, uh, we're watching the markets closely. You sent along a great recap of recent conversation with one of your clients. And so tell me about what they're talking about. Nervousness about the market. What's coming in here? Yeah, th Nicole, thanks for having me on again. Um, so as I sit down with, with clients, the conversation is obviously goes well. The market's been ripping for the last year and a half, right? But it always ends with them asking, Tony, are you nervous? Tony, when's this rodeo end? And, and from there, I take a deep breath and I say, you know what? I truly do believe that this market defies gravity right now. We're up 19% this year. That's two times the historical average. The largest pullback this year has been 4.1%. The, the average inner year pullbacks around 13. Here's a list of catalysts for a correction. Biden's tax policies, bond tapering, interest rate hikes, COVID resurgence, cyber attacks. Then I take another breath and then I explain why I'm bullish and I have two reasons. First of all, this earnings season did not disappoint at all. 80% of the companies have reported thus far 87% uh, of those companies have beat expectations by an average of 17%. Furthermore, I think that this earnings season is going to play out like last earnings season where we had these big beats uh, with um, no immediate price movement. But I think after uh, after earnings season's done, we're going to start seeing these, these stocks pop again uh, into the coming weeks and into next earnings season. The second... Um, I'm convinced that the Fed is going to keep the pedal to the metal, uh, and, and it's all due to this uncertainty around the Delta variant. Uh, based on the last meeting notes, it sounded like Powell's very dovish. He was very stern with his dovish stance, and I think he's going to stay that way the rest of the year. Um, I just think that there's no way that he upsets this market with the possibility, and fingers crossed it doesn't happen, that we have more lockdowns due to COVID. So in my opinion, it's game on for the rest of the year for stocks. I see. Okay. Well, that really paints a picture, right, between the good earnings that we're getting. But it's not just the big beats, but the fact that the stocks have not reacted just yet. You think there's still more pop to the upside for some of these names and a Fed that seems to be very accommodative. That being said, if you were putting some money to work, you had already picked Silicon Motion here on this network not too long ago. And good for you. We're going to give you the kudos here because it's hitting new highs. You still like this name. Let's get an update on that. Yeah. Um, so this earnings season, it was poised to be strong. Life is normalizing, countries reopening. Um, the bar was set very high. Earnings has been like 97% growth. So there, it was a grand slam and, and stocks need to catch up. So like, I, like you mentioned, you know, I love the semiconductor space. Uh, obviously, AMD is, is ripping since earnings. Uh, uh, CMO is doing very well. I still like them because they're a laggard AMD. Uh, but there's another company I like right now, and it's a technology company. Uh, they're called Remini Street. Um, I own them personally. They're a very small cap company, 650 million. Um, this has the potential to be a home run or a complete strikeout. Uh, the bonus is, is that they report after the bell. But to give you some background, they're trading at around $8 a share. But what they really do is that they're a third party support company for ERP and CRM systems and software. They had two major headwinds that are kind of clearing up for them right now. First is that they recapitalized a bunch of debt going from paying 13% to 2.5%. So that's going to help cash flow. I expect them to talk about that on the earnings uh, today. 
And then the second one is that they've been in this long legal battle with Oracle, and that is starting to wane um, because Oracle basically felt that Remini and other companies like them shouldn't be working on their proprietary software, especially at a discounted rate, because what they would do is come in, fix the bugs, and charge a lot lower rate than what Oracle would on their own software. So with one swipe of the pen by President Biden, he signed an executive order called Right to Repair. And that allows third-party companies to come in and fix technology and software, um, and, and, it allow, and they don't have to go through these legal battles like uh, Remini is with Oracle. So mm. I think that's very, very favorable for them. Um, their peers, uh, you know, like Remini's peers are trading at about a 45 times forward earnings. Remini's trading at 13, and when we have those two items that I talked about clearing up for them, the runway seems very long. Ah, okay. And I, I know that you like the semiconductor group overall. You said my favorite plays were AMD and Silicon Motion, which we discussed, and now we're many. RMNI is the name to watch here. Um, I was a little apprehensive for folks because everybody wants to make those investors, but you said it doesn't come without risk. Can you explain the moves that could happen with this name after it reports? Um, so, I mean, the, the risks are for, for any company reporting after the bell. Um, guidance is off. Um, for Remini Street, it could be cash flow is good, but, you know, Oracle dug their heels in and now they have a, a, a worse long legal battle. Um, you know, the, the things that I read on that company is that they're winning big contracts and they're trading behind their peer group. So even if there was bad earnings, looking for those value plays that are trading behind their peers um, is what I'm looking for. So like I talked about SEMO, uh, you know, Silicon Motion, they're trading at around eight times AMD. Eight, AMD's trading around 30, 33, 35 times earning. That's a deep discount. So if we find the deep discount and there happens to be bad news during earnings or not news that people don't like, where else, how far, how much further back can they really go? Right. And would you buy any sectors? I, I mean, we're done talking about semis in particular, but is there any other sector that seems attractive to you? I mean, healthcare is always good. Um, it's always going to be mm -hmm. secular. We have an aging population, um, tandem diabetes, you know, that, that comes to mind right off the, off the top of my head uh, because we have an aging population um, and you know, we're not the healthiest country in the world. So that's a company that is going to always have, you know, you know, clients that they need to help. So um, that's technology and healthcare is where you're going to want to be in a rising environment. And even when and if the market were to correct.